Hello and welcome. I'm Gary Scheib. Thanks for listening in as we continue to talk with leaders in our community. Well, there are members of our community that through songs and stories, we can learn from their homeless experience, particularly young people. How is that? Well, my guest today is going to let us know. Joining me today is the Director of Development and Communication, Emily Meltzer, with Accelerator Y, that's the social services arm of the YMCA of Greater Seattle. Emily, welcome. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to have you here because, uh, you know, we've talked about homelessness in Seattle on the show before, but I don't think we've ever narrowed in on the youth problem that are, of homelessness. Uh, and people are going to sit and go, well, that's probably not as big a problem. I don't know. How, are those things measured? Can we start there or should we... St- I don't know. Let's start there. Okay, good. Yeah, absolutely. So every year there's a count conducted all across King County. Um, It's called Count Us In. And about 1,500 young people, youth and young adults, are experiencing homelessness in Seattle that and King County. So that was of the last count. Uh, the count takes place in January every year, so we'll find out soon. But uh, the number has increased over time. Luckily, not so much in the last year. But um, there are a significant population of youth and young adults who are completely without shelter every night. So did you say 1,500? Yes. On any given night? Any given night in Seattle. And that's just who we can see. That doesn't count folks who may be couch surfing or sleeping in their cars, and we just weren't able to count those folks. These are just um, the folks that are visible right now. And we're talking young people, and so let's even go further back here in the story, set the scene. YMCA, Young Men's Christian Association, right, actually started out hundreds, 850, I don't know, some a long time ago. People just call it the Y now, and Accelerator Y is sort of the branch we're talking about today. But the YMCA, when we say young people, and you're talking young homeless people, what are we talking about, young? <laughs> uh, young, uh, really, Accelerator YMCA focuses on serving the young adult population, so ages 18 to 24 is who we're focused on. Uh, the Y has been housing people for Uh, decades and, you know, used to operate hotels all around the world. So it's not um, a big leap to that we're actually now providing social services and housing here in King County. Yeah, providing social services. So yeah, you said what a lot of people probably think the Y used to, especially depicted in, I don't know, movies 50, 70 years ago. It's, oh, I'll get a room at the Y if I go to a strange town. But now that mission or the, I don't know, the goal, what you do has changed evolved. Tell us about how it uh, now focuses on some of the programs, that social arm of the YMCA. Absolutely. With Accelerator Y. Accelerator has been a branch of the YMCA of Greater Seattle since 1973. So we've been around for a little bit um, and really started off focusing on programs that were going to be innovative and serve youth and young adults in ways that our community hadn't before. Um, Housing was one of those things that came up as a community issue, um, I think about 20, maybe 15 years ago um, at the Y. So Interestingly, the downtown YMCA has 20 units of studio apartments. They're transitional housing units. It's called Yate Young Adults in Transition. Yate, is that an acronym? It's an acronym. Y-A-I-T, Young Adults in Transition. Okay. So it's a housing facility. There are about 20 uh, studio apartments. So micro studios have their own bathroom, a bed, kind of kitchenette area. And um, participants can live there for up to two years while they're working toward their goals of stability and, you know, obtaining a job, graduating from school, working on mental health. Um, And what we've seen is young adults who are housed there who are there for at least six months 
leave and 86% of those move on to permanent housing. So we've seen a lot of success in that program sort of dormitory style. Mm -hmm. You get to know the people living in the facility. There's resident managers, folks that um, are there to support the young people in whatever goals they have beyond housing. Wow. Nice. Um, Does anyone else focus on housing needs for young people, homeless people in Seattle? Are there shelters that are a young person's shelter? I mean, I guess there's a few women's shelters now that that used to be a, a gap in the And unfortunately, like you said, over 15, 20 years ago, we've had to realize, oh, this is a part of social services we need. Absolutely. And there are. uh, The Y is really focused on long-term housing. So we're not currently offering overnight emergency shelter. We're providing services like eviction prevention. So many people are living paycheck to paycheck. And sometimes it's just that one paycheck that we provide that might prevent somebody from slipping into homelessness. Uh, We have transitional housing. So for up to two years, we have uh, programs that are really helping people to stay housed. So permanent supportive housing, folks who've maybe experienced chronic homelessness or who are living with a disability, we're providing support to them. And I think what really makes our services unique is that it's not just housing. We're providing education support. We're providing employment support, mental health services, all under one roof at Accelerator Y and within the Y of Greater Seattle. Mm. Um, so how many people are you maybe housing per night? Did you say you had a capacity or you're right now serving 200 something? What did yeah, you about 280 young people on any given night are housed by the Y. So that's a little known fact about the Y that we're not just providing housing to homeless young adults, but we're actually the largest provider of housing for homeless young adults in King County. So like I mentioned, we have a variety of housing programs. It's not all folks living under YMCA-owned and operated facilities, but sometimes it's just providing that rent check or helping uh, to keep people in houses. Um, moving costs are sometimes the the barrier from a young person getting off the street and into housing. So if mm. we can help with that first month's last month security deposit. Oh, you're right. I because rent is so high now and the housing costs, and that's just one of the, Are there a lot of reasons that maybe are different why a young person finds himself homeless and, and out of touch uh, without stable housing than, I don't know, what we typically think adults is that, I don't know, criminal justice system, no family support network. Absolutely. Um, I don't know, foster care, aging out of that. I don't know. Are, Absolutely. One of the largest populations that we're serving are young people who are aging out of foster care. Yeah, because... And, they have the no state, support. Right. I mean, the state can do so much for up to a certain age, right? right. That's their goal. But then these people that have never had a real support, am I right? Exactly. Yeah. Those young people who are experiencing foster care, um, you know, they can stay in Washington state in foster care up to age 21. Um, it's called extended foster care. Um, not all young people elect to stay in that system. But what we're seeing is people exiting They don't have the support systems in place. They haven't saved up money. A lot of the funds that they have have been highly restricted by the government. So they haven't maybe had the responsibility of budgeting or doing the things that many young people transitioning to adulthood have experienced. So the Y provides actually specific case management for young people transitioning out of foster care. Um, About one in three kids who are aging out of foster care will become homeless. And that's a population that we've just seen and are trying to address through all of the holistic programming we have. Wow. You know, I'm, I'm thinking of um, young people are so open to new ideas these days. Um, and one of them, when I heard the phrase couch surfing, I think you used it before, um, or I don't know, 
they'll just whatever can, they can grab all of a sudden uh, is, is new, and they'll, they'll give it a shot. Um, so what host homes? What is this? Is this kind of like <laughs> couch surfing, except a little more regimented, shall we say, formalized version of that accelerator-wise sort of uh, one of their programs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, host homes started about two years ago in our community. It's existed in other communities across the country for years, but it's a a model that we've now adopted in our community. There was an article maybe a couple years ago about there being 200,000 spare bedrooms throughout King County that are just being totally unused. And um, so there's an efficiency to housing people who are looking for, you know, not only a place to lay their head at night, but also for support and, you know, just being part of a community. So host homes really came about as solving two issues, this efficiency issue, um, cost issue, and then also um, getting young people connected in a community where there are folks who care about them and who can support them and maybe share similar interests. And we house folks through that program in two ways. One is really just community members with spare bedrooms will contact us. We do an assessment with them um, really based on their interests, their habits. Um, the program is for up to six months. So making sure that they're willing to do that commitment. And then the other model is a kinship model where we're working with people that may be connected to a young adult experiencing homelessness but might not be their mom and dad. It might be a grandparent, an aunt, an uncle, a coach, a mentor, somebody who exists in their lives that maybe didn't even know that they had the opportunity to house a young person. Mm. You know, at first when you started describing that, I didn't think of that segment. I thought of other young people who are I don't know, I'll use, <laughs> make me sound old, of the hip to this new, just like you said, there's a more efficient way of taking care of society and, and I have a spare bedroom and, and I can use my smartphone and connect with the Y and find somebody who needs a room. But there's a, another aspect to it. You just mentioned more of a mentor, a, a grown-up, um, I don't know, I'll say father figure, just parental figure that can maybe lend stability to someone who's needing it. How do you guys hook this? How do you put together a big program like that? Is it all volunteer and is it online? How do like people listening now said, yeah, I can do that. How how can they get in touch with this? They can definitely get in touch with with us through our website. So at seattleymca.org and then slash accelerator. Um, You'll find all of the social services programs there and there's a link to host homes. But Really, um, we have two or three staff people who are working on host homes, and we have a recruiter, somebody who's going out into the community um, to make sure that the community even knows this program exists. A lot of folks are asking us, how do we really end homelessness? I can pour money into this and I can, uh, you know, do a donation drive here and there. But host homes is a real way to help somebody out of homelessness. So we've got a recruiter doing that work. Uh, we have a case manager who works with the young people and the families to make sure everything's running smoothly and that at the end of that six months, the young person is ready to move on and is going into safe and stable housing. So about 86% of participants who exit host homes are moving on to permanent housing, which is amazing. That, that, is, that sounds like such a great model and the success rate really proves that. It just sounds so, like you said, the, the word efficient, it keeps hitting me in the head. We are talking this morning uh, about the YMCA and their Accelerator Y program with Emily Meltzer. She's the uh, Director of Communication and Development Director there. So a development director, usually the person who says, we got to find some money somehow to support this. This can't be cheap, actually, to run these many 
I don't know, especially the transitional housing uh, program. What are some of the other programs you guys run that actually take some donations? And I want to get to then uh, what I teased at the beginning about some of these unheard stories and, and uh, from people. Absolutely. So a lot of our um, programs require funding to pay for the case management. Uh, but beyond that, some of the costs that are not covered maybe by public funding. Uh, we had an instance recently where a young person who is housed by host homes um, was about to exit the program and he found an apartment. And the leasing manager said, we're willing to lease it to him, except he is carrying a lot of debt. And we won't be able to take him into our unit if he is carrying that much debt. Yeah, because of the background check they do. This is you're not a suitable exactly. candidate so on paper. Through yeah. private philanthropy, we were able to clear some of his debt uh, to make him an eligible candidate, and he's been able to move into permanent housing as awesome. a result. So those are some of the things we pay for uh, with private philanthropy, uh, transportation costs, interview clothing, uh, you name it. We're really clearing um, barriers away so that young people can find their way to success. Now, uh, some so like you said, you've, these are some great stories. People have found success and some stable housing thanks to the Accelerator Y programs. And now you've hooked them up, some of these people, with some local musicians and, and songwriters who, who know how to, like, tell a story, right? So this is called Unheard Seattle, right? I want to hear more about this because this, this sounds unique to me. Is it unique? Did you find this somewhere else or you just came up with it here? It is very unique, and uh, we were lucky enough to work with VML, who is a uh, marketing company who helped us come up with this concept. And we're really thinking through how do we tell the story of young people in a way that's not, you know, the same sad story you've heard? We wanted to, it to be uplifting and we wanted to really break down some stereotypes about young people experiencing homelessness. I think a lot of folks think people become homeless because it's a choice and they want to be and they'd rather be sleeping outside. And we know that's not true. So uh, we took this opportunity to partner young people who each have really unique and different stories and pair them with musicians who could really interpret those stories as folks who haven't experienced homelessness or, um, you know, have the ability to connect to a larger audience and take those stories and convert them into song. So we've had the fortune of pairing five young people with artists, and they've just created beautiful music um, that really represents the young folks that we serve. And these, some of these songs have already been produced, like you said. Uh, they're online. People can listen to them. And I, one has a video already, too, right? That's right. Um, unheardseattle.org is, is where we can listen to these and read about some of these stories. And this, they are unique. I mean... As I said, there's different reasons people end up homeless, and the stories and the backgrounds of some of these folks are really worthwhile that a song be written about them. I mean, is there one or two that's favorite of yours that, that you said, wow, people, this is awesome that we did this because one or two of these are just outstanding. My first listen to Absolutely. them anyway. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I really, just Peter's story, um, Scarlet Park is the musician who is performing his song, and um, his story starts with him being adopted um, from Russia, and he moved to the U.S., and when he turned 18, he was basically, they let his family let him on his own. Um, he was experiencing some mental health crises that his family, even when he was adopted by them, they were just kind of shuttling him from service to service, and um, the issues went unaddressed. So he ended up being totally on his own at the age of 18 and without support. So that story really uh, strikes me because the 
just connection with mental health and homelessness is huge. And the fact that the Y can provide not only housing, but mental health services um, has really helped this individual. And he has two jobs, so he's doing really well and is actually about to get a job at the Y working at the front desk of uh, the downtown Y. Yeah, his story, uh, when I watched that, he talks with her. How do you decide, uh, okay, we've got a musician, we've got a story to tell, we found a unique person you and he should meet up or something. I mean, uh, because she has her own background too. And I think she said, boy, his story resonated with her. And she was inspired to write that particular song because of her own background and hearing his background. Uh, where, where do you get these musicians? Yeah, they uh, they kind of came from a, a variety of places. Our uh, chief marketing officer, Alonda Williams, her daughter is Paris Alexa, who is a wonderful performer. And through Paris's network and through some of our own connections at the Y, we were able to locate artists who felt either a personal connection like Scarlett did or just folks who have been waiting for the opportunity to use their talent to bring good um, and to shine a light on these kinds of programs. So it really wasn't too hard. We are still trying to figure out how many more artists and participant uh, pairs that we can make. Yeah, unheardseattle.org. People can uh, listen to those and also help fund the project and Accelerator Y through that, right? That's right. Uh, Vitology Foundation is uh, Pearl Jam's foundation, and they are matching all donations yeah, dollar for about, dollar. Yeah, so. Say that over again and how you got that kind of, that's kind of bankrolled a little bit, right? Because of this match. Yes. So we have received this match from uh, the Vitology Foundation. So every dollar you donate will be matched by Pearl Jam's Vitology Foundation. And it's all the way through the end of the year. So we're really hoping that we can get uh, that entire match fulfilled. It's a $100,000 match. And we'd really love to be able to use all of it up and provide even more service in our area. Yeah. So online, (laughs) just like it sounds, Unheard Seattle. Dot .org is the place to find out more about this, listen to these songs and stories. And it's not just the songs aren't there, but uh, a way to donate, but the, the background behind each of these people that inspired these stories. And you know, it's kind of funny. I've often think, you know, there's, there's so many regular people I run into. You, you're a story. Your, your life is a story. But these folks, man, they, got, they have some interesting stories to tell from their own lives. And then we get an inspirational song written out of these. It's really unique. Uh, what you guys have done here at the Greater Seattle YMCA. It's the Accelerator Y program, Unheard Seattle, and people can donate. We've been talking with uh, Emily Meltzer uh, about the YMCA. Seattle, uh, Greater Seattle has its own chapter. There's YMCAs all over the world, right? That's right. Yeah. (laughs) 119 countries. Um, And this this is one year. How long does this take to get going? I mean, this program where you're trying to raise some money to donate is, is running out at the end of the year. But how long was this like in the works before it came to fruition? We started over the summer just brainstorming. We know that the end of the year folks are feeling generous. You know, we just had a big Giving Tuesday and through the end of the year folks are buying gifts and donating to their favorite causes. So we started over the summer just thinking about how we could get the word out and how we could tell these stories because I think Statistics and data speak one story, but really hearing from individuals, it totally transforms folks' opinions on homelessness and what they can do. Um, So that's really what we were trying to get out through this campaign. And we were able to 
onboard some artists and get some awesome partners involved who are able to support us and get us on the radio like we are today uh, to get the word out about the why doing this kind of work. I mean, we've been doing social services work since 1973 um, through Metro Center YMCA, which is now Accelerator. And a lot of folks still don't know that we're providing all of these services and it's not just housing. It's anything beyond that to help a young person successfully transition into adulthood. Well, tell me about a few other of those programs uh, that Accelerator Y does uh, for folks in town. And somebody who finds themselves just in need of a variety of things. You guys have one or two programs that eh, I can do this. Yeah, we can do that. Absolutely. We have um, a new program called Community Carrot. And this program kind of sprung out of the idea that not all young people want to go and work maybe in a service industry job. They may want to be uh, creating a business of their own and haven't had the education and training on how to do that. So we have an entrepreneur who is leading the workshops from the business standpoint and um, an education resource specialist who's working alongside him to make sure the young people feel supported. And um, it's a several week long workshop uh, series where they're learning anything from budgeting to pitch decks um, and really developing their own business idea with uh, the idea at the end being that they end up with a business license. So we're helping them get the tools and resources and education that they need to be as successful on their own. Um, because we know that not everybody wants to work a nine to five job. And uh, this is a great avenue for that program. Well, that is definitely a trend in, in not just the Northwest, I think America with young people these days, that they don't see their future the same way uh, people of my generation did, where you want the same job the, for the rest of your life, you know, to sit, you know, that's that's pretty cool. Um, how's that been fairly new, right? It's fairly new. We are still in the middle of our first cohort, and I think there's about 12 participants. Um, so we're really excited to see how, how it goes. But so far, the attendance rate has been almost 100%, which is just showing this is something that young adults value. They're meeting at least once a week um, as a group and then one-on-one -on -one with the instructor once a week. So it's fairly time-intensive, but... The ideas that they've come up with have been amazing. Uh, there was one young man who wanted to highlight businesses that are minority owned and wanted to create a marketplace for uh, those businesses that's searchable. So he's been working and he just got his um, website up and running and they're just starting to work on the pitch deck so that they can get businesses involved. Um, so that's just one of the ideas. I think that there's another idea around clothing and being able to bring it to people's workplaces to help them uh, find work clothes within their own workspace so they don't have to go out to a store to go buy it. Oh, so clever. Really, ideas all over the map. And it's just been exciting and inspiring to see all of the creativity and hard work that these young folks are putting in. Community carrot. I like that. And so a place where they can sort of put their own ideas into a pot, stir them, and with guidance of, from an entrepreneur who's had the research and background to know how to help them succeed, that's pretty cool. That's right. And we, we always say, and especially about this program, the why is a really safe space to fail. Um, young people can try things out and, like you said, kind of stir the pot, see what bubbles up, and... Um, we don't ever turn people away. We never shut somebody off, even if they've, you know, 
left the program, they can come back as many times as they want and they need to get the services um, that that will ultimately lead to them being successful in well, life. Well, one thing about life that somebody at my age has found out that uh, you don't just be successful. You have to go through a number of failures and learn from them before you become successful. Uh, any other great programs at Accelerator Y you want to talk about before we run out of time? And I do want to circle back to Unheard Seattle again, but anything sure. else you'd like to? One other program that I just really um, am inspired by these days is our Alive and Free program. It's a program for youth and young adults um, who have experience with gangs, violence, and the juvenile justice system. Um, this this program is really unique in that we have outreach workers who've experienced the justice system or violence in their own lives, which makes them uniquely equipped to serve young people and kind of help them down a better path. And that program is really, really just an amazing program that provides a lot of these same support services. So um, working with them to graduate and get their GED and find employment. So it's really well connected with the rest of our services, but really focuses on a specific population and serving them in a way that's culturally competent and uh, makes sense so that we can build rapport with those young folks and get them what they need to be successful. Alive and free. I like that title too. Um, gosh, too many people come out of the juvenile uh, criminal justice system with nowhere to go. It's supposed to help people, but it really kind of puts them on a path to a lifetime of you're going back into the criminal justice system. I'm really glad to see that there's such a program like that to, to break that cycle, right? I mean, that's that's real. I mean, real bad news often. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And just having folks who've experienced it in their own lives and have been able to turn it around and really pay back the community. We've had several outreach workers in the program who said, I was doing this after I got out to, you know, repair my relationship with my community. And then when I found out I, this was a job and I could get paid for it, it was the best news ever. Yeah. And there's a aspect of the justice system called drug court. I mean, a lot of people just, you know, get addicted to so many for a variety of reasons. But, but now the judges at least say, you know what, uh, the jail will not be right for you. I'm sending you to a rehab and then does the Y hook up with people like that out of drug court? And Absolutely. Find it? Because so many young people come out of, you know, they have the chance coming out of drug court instead of going into jail. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Actually, one of the stories on Unheard, uh, Seattle.org, is Ellen's story. And um, she had experience using drugs and was arrested and ended up, um, we have beds at that downtown YMCA Yate facility that are specifically reserved for drug court. Um, so those participants uh, can move right into our housing. And she's been able to get sober and is working toward becoming a nurse and giving back to the community. So the Y actually does provide specific services for those young folks and also provide substance use disorder counseling. Yeah, awesome. Um, so, Emily, we are going to run out of time here in just a couple of minutes. Uh, anything we left out about either uh, Accelerator Y or Unheard Seattle that you want to make sure or maybe say a second time that people really remember about our conversation this morning? I think the most important thing is uh, we're getting toward the end of the year, and this is the time to be as generous as you can with donations. They really help programs like these succeed, and the private funding that we get fills in the gaps where sometimes our contracts don't cover 
um, and really can make a difference in the life of a young person and can ultimately be life-saving. So please consider making a donation to this campaign. It's unheardseattle.org. And your donation will be matched dollar for dollar through the end of the year. Yeah, that's a great reason to do it now. And again, while you're there thinking about donating, listen to those songs. Uh, the lyrics are printed out, too, to really help you figure, oh, man, that's a big story. Because you you can hear the story and read the story about maybe the, the young person who helped inspire it. And it's just it's very moving and powerful. Thank you so much for, for doing that at the YMCA. It's really cool. Thank you. We have been talking this morning with YMCA's Development and Communications Director, Emily Meltzer of Accelerator Y. Uh, Thank you so much for coming in today and sharing. And gosh, a bigger thanks to what Accelerator Y is doing, giving a voice to some of these struggling young people in our area through Unheard Seattle. Thank you, Emily. Thank you so much for having me. I am Gary Scheib. Thanks for listening today. We hope you've learned something new. Join us again next week as we continue to talk with people that are making a difference in our community.